0: Hey everyone, I'm Katie Davis, leader of the James Moore Collegiate Athletics team. Welcome to News & Brews, our To The Point video series where we discuss developments related to the coronavirus pandemic and other emerging issues in college athletics. I'm really excited to continue featuring financial voices from the industry. Joining us today um, is Brandy Bryant, the Associate AD for Student Athlete Services and Strategic Initiatives at Stephen F. Austin State University Athletics, which is a huge mouthful. I don't know how you do it all the time. (laughs) And Patricia Moran, Senior Associate AD for Business and Finance at Virginia Tech Athletics. Hey, Brandy and Patricia. Um, I'm so excited to see you both on video, really disappointed we didn't get to see each other at CAVMA this year. Um, Both Brandy and Patricia serve on the Executive Board of CAVMA, which is the Business Management Affiliate of NACTA. And today we're going to talk about how CAVMA leadership has pivoted uh, to replace the amazing 2020 convention that they had planned originally for Las Vegas with a virtual connection this summer. Um, our firm always really looks forward to CABMA each year as sponsors at the convention. And this year, as we were planning um, some speaking options with the programming committee, I was excited when I heard about um, Brandy's vision for the convention programming to get back to the why of things. Um, so, Brandy, would you speak a little more about your original vision for um, this summer and then how that vision has changed as a result of current circumstances?
1: Sure. Um, going into this, over the last year, um, my roles have, have changed. Um, from being a longtime CFO um, at my previous institution, I took on a new role. Um, That is um, a lot more student athlete focused. And one of the things that I think that um, I was at a small school, I was at Austin Peay State University, and now I'm at Stephen F. Austin, um, which are both um, FCS small, you know, relatively small schools, you wear a whole bunch of hats. And so as the CFO, I got to do a lot of things that, that a lot of other CFOs don't have the opportunity to do it and do. And so like sport oversight and, and getting to know the student athletes and a really hands on approach. Um, I think you kind of got to be in love with the grind um, to work at this level. But um, transitioning from that, that business side and, and the money aspect of things to the relationships with the student athlete side of things, um, my perspective somewhat changed. And I think that often in the business side of things, we miss, we forget the why. You know, we're so caught up in the numbers and the black and the white and the profitability and the expenses and and some of those things that everything that we do is student athlete centered. And, and, you know, they should be the focus of our everyday. So going into convention, I had our opening and closing speakers um, that were very much about the why um, and, and speaking to that. And then all the programming in between um, was very much, you know, engaging in, in what we do every day. So, um, I was sad that we're not going to get to do that, but luckily, as, as first VP of CAPMA, you were in charge of all the programming, um, and then at transitioning into the president, then you, you have to kind of be the voice. Well, luckily for me, Patricia is coming up behind me as the, um, first VP, so she was like, girl, you've got some of it already done, so I'm just going to take some of what you got and use it for next year, so... <laughs> Hopefully, um, somehow we won't lose some of that. Maybe it won't be exactly the same, but um, she doesn't necessarily have to reinvent the wheel. So some of the things that we did, you know, opportunities we missed out on this year, we'll get to have them next year. So um, so while it didn't quite pan out the way that we wanted to, um, I think that we still have a bright future of of what we can do for our membership.
0: Yeah, no, that's that is great. So has anything related to your vision of why changed as a result of current circumstances?
1: Um, if anything, it's really made me narrow my focus even more. Um, I think that as this happened and we get sent home, I mean, obviously we know the importance of the business side of it, you know, as people panic and we know that revenues are going to be down and there's going to be challenges, um, and, and everybody is going to have to take cuts, um, as we go into the fear of what could be with football season may or may not happen, you know, and, and. Bringing student athletes back on campus and what this fall looks like. I mean, we know the importance um, of the business leaders in your departments, but also the focus has been, you know, it kind of makes you feel irrelevant a little bit when you know that you can't touch a student athlete on a daily basis. Like you're reaching them virtually, so you have to change everything that you're doing. You know, there's no longer a training table they can come get a snack and they're at home and are you worrying about are they eating re- are they eating well are they taking care of are they um doing their classwork are they academically supported i mean i think your your vision kind of it goes back to the why because why do we do what we do every day we do it for the student athletes and and so i think that this pandemic has actually made us more focused on our student
2: athlete rather than than less focused
0: yeah no absolutely that's what i'm hearing from cfo's all across the country, big and small, is first and foremost, it's the athletes. And then, how can we best be responsible with the funds to support all of the sports and all the activities that support them?
1: Absolutely.
0: Um, Patricia, would you share um, what you all have been doing to engage members um, in the industry um, virtually during this time when, you know, engagement's really important as you're all? you know, trying to figure out all of this uncertainty. Can you talk a little bit more about how you've been doing that?
2: Sure, I think one thing that we all have in common right now is we are all being impacted by COVID in some fashion. And so what I've seen through the cabinet membership, through our discussion boards, through phone calls, through Zooms, through texts, is people just reaching out, sharing ideas, thoughts, and questions. Um, I've, you know, been involved with just the conference office and my fellow CFOs. Um, other power five CFOs as the, you know, the think tank that James Moore put together, Um, you know, other institutions in my state, and I know California did a similar thing where they brought, you know, the business managers from the California schools together. And so you're seeing these offshoot of groups getting together to talk shop. Um, And I think that's so critical right now because a lot of us, we don't have the answers. Nobody has it figured out. So you're constantly trying to rework, rethink everything you're doing. Um, And so I just think that that has really shown the power of our CAVMA membership and how giving and caring they all are, because I think when we're also talking shop, I've received just as many calls and texts and emails of just checking in. I mean, some of my closest friends are in CAMA. And so just getting those of that little touch point of like, hey, we're not alone. You're not alone. We're going to figure this out. But are you taking time for yourself? Are you stepping away from the work, are you, you know, and so I think that's just as important as talking shop and figuring out, there's just still so much unknown and every day something changes and every school's doing everything a little bit differently. So then you're getting the, well, they're going this and they're doing this and, you know, you've got your state regulations and your institution regulations and so, the CABMA membership and that discussion, and them and everyone coming together to really talk and, and discuss, I think is so critical right now. And I've really seen that on display. So for anyone out there, you are not going through this alone. So if you feel like you are, um, there are opportunities for you to engage with other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Now that's that's excellent. And um, you know, I continue to be impressed every year that I attend CABMA and just see. The, the true camaraderie and friendships that have been developed and just how mentoring you all are of new members and think that it's so amazing. And it, to me, we, you know, our firm uh, represents a lot of different industries and you don't normally attend an industry trade show and see that kind of environment. And it's really inspiring. And other people who don't work in this industry are always shocked because they're like, wait, you're saying these two rivals are actually friends and they, do talk shop and they share information and they don't try to keep it secret and mm-hmm. and that's not the case with you all. And I think it's really yeah. amazing. Our competition maybe the coaches.
1: Maybe the yeah. coaches, but not the CFOs. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> For
1: sure. But I think the collaboration has been, I mean, when we think about, you know, our world has forever been changed with some of the stuff that's happened. Um and while we can see it as, as maybe neg- negatively impacted by some of the stuff that's happened, I mean, there has been some you know, disheartening events, kids losing seasons and seniors in high school, and you know, there's lots of people that have been impacted by it. But um, I also think that there's a, a really positive change that can happen from it. I mean, I know our industry is guilty of being in the office you know, 15, 16, 18 hour days. We've now figured out that we can still collaborate without necessarily being here. Um, So I think it's also taught us maybe how to um, re-engage with our families and, you know, and our friends and, you know, some of our this is we always say that this is more than just a career. It's a lifestyle. And it absolutely is. Um, But I think the way we work, um, you know, some of the changes that we've had to make in this will forever change how we work Um, and and often for the better, Um, because you never know what you can do till you have to do it. Um, And, you know, and that has been even engaging distance learning um, for our student athletes, maybe hasn't been, always been something that's been at the forefront of what we're doing, but now we know how, you know, mm-hmm. how, to, how to engage and we get better and better at it. And I think some of the things that we've adopted now will be things that we take moving forward. Sure. Yeah. The power
2: of technology that we now <laughs> have. Absolutely. Our mm-hmm.
0: Well, and, and speaking of the power of technology, Brandy, what um, specifically do you have planned for the, um, the now virtual educational
1: programming for CABMA. Sure, um, and Patricia can speak to some of this too. I mean, the best thing that we have is our sponsorship. Um, you know, we have lots of great industry that we rely on to do our jobs um, regularly, and you know, some of you guys, especially you guys, thank you for for always um, looking out for CABMA and doing some of that. So um, there was a um, a conversation. We helped facilitate some of the questions for. I believe it was last week, my days kind of all run together Um, right about now um, with Chris and uh, Kathleen McNeely um, Mm -hmm. on the NCAA kind of update and some of the things that she was doing. Um, Patricia kind of spearheaded the questions that we're
2: having for that.
1: Um, Patricia, you want to talk about the analytics um, portion of what we've got coming?
2: Sure. So there's an offshoot group called Athletics and Analytics um, that approached us about some of the webinars and programs that, that they do. And there have been a lot of CABA members um, that have attended their webinar sessions, as well as marketing and ticketing and sponsorships. Um, and so we collaborated with them to provide a webinar for CABA and spread that, that word out to the membership um, for part of the virtual programming. I think we are always in the numbers and the data and we love it. Um, And then seeing that aspect and mirroring the two of the ticket sales and the sponsorship and the external unit and how it can really apply to our internal operations. Um, And so they've done great work and have great speakers. And so I encourage those that are really interested. This is kind of where the industry is going. And so we you know, Mm -hmm. we all need to be aware of what the technology is out there, um, how to use the data. um, And so that's a that's going to be a great offering that's going to happen later in June.
0: Yeah. And I think with analytics, it's very, I mean, we talk a lot about telling the rest of the story and there's so many flaws in the EADA and NCAA reporting model and having these analytics with dashboards that it's almost like accounting for dummies. It's a, you know, graphs and pictures that show you here's at a glance, what you need to see and understand how things relate to each other and complete the rest of the story that's not being told. And I think that's a huge improvement in just what you're able to do with the numbers, and, and be a lot more transparent and strategic in the process.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. All numbers tell a story.
1: Yep. Um, we're also going to do um, a webinar with Patti Olin, who has been a longtime sponsor of of CADMA and is NACTA as a whole, um, to talk about their um, mobile ticketing platform. I know that that you know, obviously there's some things that we're gonna have to change via ticketing. Um, you know, the days of handing and collected, collecting tickets, you know, tickets will still be around, but ultimately um, that's gonna change too. And, and how we think that that, obviously that ha- affects the ticketing um, side of our jobs. It also um, is a cost savings. So while we think about the revenue portion of, of an expense portion of that, um, they've got a, a great um, seminar prepared to talk about some of the options that they have um, that will help us cost-wise as we go through our budgets and and do the things that we need to reduce um, going into this fall. And then then also we're gonna do a a webinar, Kevin, with WinAD. Um, They've got some new platforms that are also some measurables, like I said, back into numbers of things that um, we would like to see and and that they're working on right now that will help us as well. Mm -hmm. great. Um,
0: and and all of that's so important because and it's great that all of these vendors are able to provide timely uh, you know help you shift to what you need and you know what paiolan's doing is really great um, i mean if you can think of cost savings and anything to promote social distancing to get as many people engaged as you're allowed to which we still don't know what that looks like yet but um, you know i think that's you know really great that they're forward thinking there. And, and, it, and it's already had started moving that way, but you know it's definitely having to accelerate significantly because of the pandemic. Um, so Patricia, tell me more about how you're planning ahead for a um, post COVID environment and from engaging membership um, across the industry as well as just you individually within Virginia Tech.
2: Sure, so uh, with my role in CADMA, um, you know, started the prep work for us all to get together next summer in Orlando for our convention. I really hope that we're able to do so in a a safe and healthy way, um, because I really feel like the in-person is really a true hallmark of CADMA. And I'd really love for us to, I'm gonna miss seeing everyone this year in person. Um, And so while we gear up for that and figure out what that's gonna look like um, on how things continue to develop, Um, you know, continuing to foster discussions with CABMA throughout the year. Um, I, you know, I always highlight our discussion board. I think members um, really utilizing that platform to share ideas, thoughts, and questions is so critical. One of the things, you know, CAVMA as well all NACTA is waiving their membership fees for this upcoming year. So this is a, a great time for departments to really engage with their staff and say, hey, join whatever group you want and get some insight into the industry and not necessarily just your area you work in, but understanding how the others do. Um, So I really recommend everyone to take full advantage of that. I think that's an awesome, awesome thing that NACTA and CAVMA is able to provide this year. Um, Like we discussed, forming your own side groups of peers, like-sized institutions, um, geographic uh, locations. I think is important having those offshoot conversations because you all know your day-to-day better than anyone else. And so being able to have that form those connections. um, is so important because we're still going to be doing this virtual um, collaboration for for a while now. Um, I think some of the things I'd love to see us focus on as well as we head into this year um, is communication styles. Um, I think that's something we've seen with the Zoom and email fatigue. How do you communicate information? among my team um to my boss my boss's boss to other groups i think it's so important you know sending a five paragraph email is just not going to cut it and you know and you're not going to get an hour to sit down with someone and talk through things so you really need to focus on how do you stream on your communication bullet points are your best friend like keep it basic especially when talking financial information because you know the eyes start to gloss over if it's a non-finance person, so. <laughs> um and you you know so you just need to i think that's something that a lot of people can can use some some insight and and really take a a step back and see how am i best communicating with the people that need to hear from me um i think it's a great time for people to really focus on your self-growth it's tough because our days are so long and there's so much to do and that taking a real active approach and carving out time in your day to do a webinar watch a webinar do a LinkedIn learning course, um, read part of a book that you've been wanting to read. Um, Because with this, as obviously I am not in the office, and so the the lines are blurred from work and and life. And so if you don't carve that out for your own professional growth, um, it can easily get swept aside. So when we all get back to our somewhat normal routine, the skills that you've been able to develop or that little bit of growth that you've pushed for yourself, Will translate even more so once you get back to your team. Um, so I think focusing on that, how can we provide? Like we've got the the virtual programming coming, and you know, obviously this news and brews and some of the other things that people are doing. Like this is great. You know, take take part in that. Um, you know, and I think the biggest thing for me too is a focus for this year on leadership styles. I think we have seen the gamut, and this has been a real time of adversity that I. I feel like we need a better um, dedication towards leadership style that's more empathetic, more listening, and I think we've talked about it. But now we're seeing like that is what is needed right now. Um, we've seen it with this COVID impact and just the emotional toll that it's taken on so many people that have been impacted, not from the work front, but also their family life and everything else under the sun. And and now you see, you know, in the last two weeks in this country and you know, the highlight of the racial injustices and the platform that we have in athletics in order to really push for this change and make it happen and be those listeners and be those empathetic leaders. And I think that's something that doesn't come easy and it's somewhat new um, because I think we all have this vision of what a leader should be. And so we're kind of retooling that, that that's not necessarily the only way you have to be. And so I'd love to see more programming and more discussion on that um, among CAMA because I think it's on all of us um, mm-hmm. to bring about that change, and I think it's it's long overdue. So, um, so that, those are a few things that I would love to see throughout this year, and then as we head into next convention, hopefully all together in Orlando. Yeah, um,
1: I do hope um, I'm going to jump in just real quick. I think that one of the things too is we've always offered a um, a student membership. Um, I just got off a call with our SAC. Um, I'm continuing to do our SAC calls weekly uh, via Zoom, and, and especially especially in the um, you know the cultural climate that, that's happening right now, so that they have an ear um, and they can they can have a say in some of this. But as they ask, you know, we ask, you know, what can we do? Um, the other thing is also is, is provide opportunities and leadership opportunities. And so by having free membership, I've reached out to you know our sports. Um, admin program and some of those people to let them know that the opportunity for that membership is free. So if you're in college and you think college athletics is an avenue that you want to take, or maybe you're an accounting major, but you think it'd be way cooler to to be in college athletics than to do taxes, then maybe um, (laughs) I've been there, done that, right? (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, but there's, there's some things that this is an opportunity that they can grow themselves to, um, and to step into some leadership roles and, and familiarize themselves with what we do on a daily basis as being part of, and also grow their network. Um, the cabinet community is a place to ask questions. Um, I think through COVID and everything else, um, um, the Black Lives Matter movement right now is that we all know that we don't have the right answers. I mean, we, not ever, all of us are smarter than, than one of us um and so the collaboration that has happened through this um i think we can also reflect on you know our preparedness through this because at some point um you know a pandemic is going to happen again you know what i mean and so you can reflect on what you did well and maybe what you didn't well do well and 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 be better moving forward um but i think that kind of happens in all facets of life you Sometimes you don't know or say always know to say the right thing, um, but we're learning and we're all trying to be better together. And, and I think Cadmus is a is definitely a diverse group and and is are people that are trying to get better every day too.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love that message of being better together. And so, um, shifting gears a little bit, want to talk um, with each of you about just in your own roles, um, both challenges that you face that are just really difficult to overcome, um, so that maybe others don't feel alone in that area because they can say oh i know exactly where she's coming from there and then also where you've seen opportunities that have come about because of this to make you um, grow and better coming out of this so um, patricia i'll start with you
2: sure i think the biggest challenge um, was when all this was starting to break is i'm over the finances but i'm also over our hr department and our it department so those were three units that were immediately impacted of what are we doing Um, we got to get people to work remotely. How are we going to get them set up? Um, our finances are taking a major hit. What are we projecting? What's happening? What's going on? The human resources piece. Um, just the fear and anxiety and the, the high emotional toll on individuals and how do you navigate that? Um, so I think getting hit with all three of those, I'd love to say like, yes, I got it. I handled it. Um, it was extremely difficult and it was extremely, um, Toll. It was a big toll on me, I think, emotionally and mentally as well. Um, When you're self-isolated and out of the office and not having that collaboration, that team around you, it was difficult for me to really separate, like I mentioned, the, the work from the life because it all blended together. And there was no clocking in at eight and clocking out at five. It was nonstop. There were no weekends. There were no nights. I mean, it was just a marathon. And so I really struggled to set those parameters of you need to shut it down because I would keep the computer on when I would step away, but I'd keep the noise on. So every time I saw another, you know, you could hear an email come through and it's like, oh, I gotta go right back. Things are happening. Um, So for those that are saying like, oh, people look like they have together. I don't think people have it together. So, um, you know, you're not alone in that. I think, you know, and that was probably the first four to five weeks. And I finally Mm -hmm. hit a point where it's like, this is not working. You need to recalibrate. Now that the initial chaos has subsided a little bit, now let's regroup, let's refocus. Um, and like Brandy mentioned, the clarity of the focus. This is what's important right now. Um, so I feel like I'm in a much better space um, in order to now really step into, you know, we're in our last month of our fiscal year. And so You know, everyone who had to work from home, everyone's been set up, they've had internet and a laptop, and they've been able to do what they need to do. And so that's been fantastic. Um, And I think the opportunities, the second part of your question of what have we seen from my unit, um, I have just seen a, um, a willingness to accept the change that's happening and say, okay, I, you know, I even had one coworker mention, like, I didn't realize how stuck in my ways I really have been and resistant to change until this all happened. And it was, hey, you know, from the smallest thing of paper forms, that's like, there's no one here and there's no more paper forms. It has to be an electronic for you to do your job. So what are you going to do? And so seeing everyone come to the table and bring those ideas and move forward and say, this is what we're going to do now. And we're not going back when we all like, return office, like we've streamlined this process, this is how it is moving forward. And so I've seen that from my individual unit and then from the department wide, as we talk like cost savings, you know, it's one thing for me to come through and say, every unit you need to take off 5% from your budget next year. You know, and but I really want to take that as, this is a department, this is a unit, let's all attack this together. And so it was every unit head, the whole department, Let's all communicate and see where can we streamline, where can we consolidate, where can we collaborate? I mean, one example is one collaboration between two offices in a software saved $30,000. And so does that fill the gap right now? No, but it gets us there. And as you start to add up these little things that I wouldn't know or someone else wouldn't know because they're not in your area, without those conversations, we wouldn't have any idea. And so I think bringing that awareness to the department as a whole and them understanding what we're going through and what we need to do has just really highlighted this this teamwork. And I think we're going to be much better when we all kind of come back from this.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: So I think that's been a real nice silver lining to the chaos that we started with um, to see that actual growth with people you know, as they say, you know, in times of adversity, you really see how people step up. And so I have been just overwhelmed in seeing the true colors of so many people in such a a positive light.
0: Mm -hmm. No, that's great. And I always say that in higher education, silos is a common four letter word. And that's an amazing testament to how your role as CFO to just empower everybody to get together and collaborate and brainstorm. Um, and pennies make dollars. So every little bit helps if everyone's willing to contribute and give that can save and make a huge impact on something else. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so Brandy, um, what about you with challenges and then also opportunities?
1: Sure. Um, you know, challenges right in the beginning is, is resources. You know, we are relatively a small, um, a small institution in comparison to Patricia's Virginia Tech, but. Um, you know, student athletes going home. You know, that was our, our first thought is when you know we were on spring break or or but we still had kids on campus and you had that stuff and they're like everybody's gotta go home. And you're like, okay, but who has access to Wi-Fi? You know, who has a laptop? Who is and, and if they don't, how do we help? You know what I mean? What how do we make sure that they can still be successful academically if they're not able to be here to train and do those other things? You know, then you talk about institutional decisions. Um, you know, on refunds. And, you know, luckily we have a great lead. We have a great president that's super supportive of athletics, of athletics. And then we have a great, I have a great leader in Ryan Ivey who um, leans on his leadership team to, to brainstorm. Um, I think we all have very different perspectives and doing some of that. So it's like some of the positive conflict that we have, ultimately we find whatever that best decision is for the department as a whole. So I think kids going home and then also once they're home and, 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 you, and you get through some of that is, is the mental health piece. Um, and not only the mental health piece for our student athletes, but the mental health piece, like Patricia said, of her being at home isolated. You know, you've got, you know, even if you've had some challenges with some of that too, there's, you know, there's a stigma talking about it, but when you're isolated and you can't go anywhere, and you can't do anything and, and maybe you're struggling already um, you know, is, is making sure that, that we were there for, for, not, for not only our student athletes, but, you know, our employees. And so some of that was the engaged, the engaging side of things. You know, you lose that ability to walk down the hall and say, hey, you know, I've got a challenge or let me tell you about what happened last night. So we increased our communication. So um, doing something was, you know, we, we moved our admin meetings that we met twice a week, um, you know, because a lot happened because this was so fluid and things could change in 24 hours. Um, We met on Mondays and Thursdays because a ton could happen from Monday to Monday. Um, It felt like a day was like a week um, in in the changes that were happening. Um, And then at some point, you have to pick, um, you know, starting the planning process um, of of what happens coming back. You know, here, this is where we are. We got to get better doing what we're doing right now. Um, I think our institution really took leaps and bounds on the learning side of things um, that will help us long term um, of, of being able to. Um, add additional off-campus online classes and, and some of that. So I think that will help our institution to grow as far as opportunity goes. Um, I think that we did better in programming distance-wise. I mean, not everybody can come sit down and do a meeting. Um, We've utilized some different softwares that we had that we haven't always utilized the way that we could, um, whether it was in surveys so that we could get feedback quickly, um, apps that we have on our telephone, but even student-athlete development programs that we had um, you know, mentoring programs that maybe you would have done in person and now you have to do online. Mm-hmm. Um, we we accelerated some things that we were going to kick off this fall um, for communication purposes. You know, we had planned on on um, utilizing a software for communication for our department this fall, and we had to jump right into that um, way faster than expected, but our student-athletes were very receptive. Um, our coaches did a great job supporting us in doing that, but overall, you know, some of it's fear and you got to work through that. You know, am I doing enough? Are we doing the right thing? And I just think that the constant communication of our department, um, but it also taught us to be really adaptable. I mean, I think we're really probably pretty good at that in athletics, but um, sometimes just like what you said in your processes, you know, this is the way we've always done it. You know, how many times have you heard that? And how many times do you try to fight that Um, in the CFO chair and, and in every other chair? Um, so I think now was one of those things that's like, that ain't gonna work. You know yeah. what I mean? We're gonna have to figure out a new way. And so this kind of forces us to do it. And I feel like you kind of got to be comfortable get being uncomfortable. Um, and it kind of keeps us pushing and moving forward. So, so while, like I said earlier, I think there's definitely a positive spin to some of this. It's gonna make us better because you, you did have to consolidate. And you know I think our coaches and their willingness to um, make changes. You know that would impact the bottom line, but not in, impact the student athlete experience. Um, mm-hmm. and, and ways to be—I think we had a lot of people that were um, willing givers, um, knowing that that we have to make some of these cuts for us to be successful. Um, but we also need to make it in the right places because we definitely don't ever change the um, student athlete experience, too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I saw recently on. Um, on your Twitter that there was feedback that the athletes were giving to some changes that were happening and it was all very positive positive. and um, it just goes to show that all the hard work you're doing is touching them every day and for them to see that there's still progress being made has to be um, inspiring and enlightening and sort of a relief to them to know that you're still you have their backs and you're still working hard to make it the best experience possible for them even though your resources are so limited right now.
1: Sure. Um, I, I don't know that the word love comes out a lot in the business office. Um, mm-hmm. But but I will say that I think it's a word that, that we should use more than we do right now. And I think our goal is that we want this to be the best four years of their life um, up to now. But if it's the best four, li- four years of their life that they ever have, then we've done a disservice to them. You know, their, their best four years is ahead of them. Um, our best years are ahead of us. Um, and so I think that that doing some of the things that we're doing, programming, preparing them for careers, um, preparing them for, you know, for life after this um, is is often just as important as, you know, what we do on the daily. And, and um, you know, their academics is is a huge part of setting them up for success.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you both so much. Is there anything else you'd like to share before we cap off?
2: I mean, just
1: to recap. Um, you know, we have our vote open for our third VP for all of our membership. Um, got some great candidates for that. Um, and so we encourage everybody to to get out and vote um, on those. And then uh, you should see something later uh, in the month on some awards that were given out and um, that that we, CADMA community is always open for questions. We appreciate you so much and what you do for CADMA as well
0: well thank you we appreciate you all so much as well and you know i i continue to be amazed by your group and even today's conversation it's just inspiring to hear all of the work that you do and it is recognized in this community even outside of you of how hard you're working and that's why we're so passionate about supporting you right now and um you know want to make sure you all mark your calendars for june 24th we're going to have a double header from the James Moore side for all of CABA membership. Um, kicking off, actually, um, I will be co-presenting one of the CABMA webinars with Garrett from UNH um, in New Hampshire talking about NCAA agreed upon procedures tips and tricks, which it's like, oh, why do I want to think about that right now? But we know it's you're um, you're closing your month and you might have a little bit of extra time, you know, some of your people on your team. So if you can start focusing on that now when all heck breaks loose during football season, you, um, you know, may not have to think so much about that. So we're going to be presenting that. That'll be at one o'clock Eastern. Um, immediately following that, uh, the James Moore team, um, government team has also put a summer CPE series together. And Brendan, who also joins me at CADMA a lot, is presenting on Excel tips and tricks, um, which has been a very popular topic we've presented in the past. That's going to be at two o'clock. So, two back to back um, hour webinars um, at no cost to any of you. So, um, make sure you check out the links. We'll um, have those inserted here um, so that you can register for that content. And, um, you know, as a reminder, we just want to put out as much information as possible to help you all grow and thrive and, you know, learn as much as you can as you're going through all of this uncertainty, which is what has inspired us to do this news and brews segment each week. Um, If there is any topics you'd like to see covered, please reach out to us. You can visit our website or you can email me um, and we would love to hear more about what you'd like to see. Or if you have something important to share, we would love for you to share that with us. Um, In the meantime, follow us on Twitter um, for recent news as it's changing every day. And, continue to tune in and we wish you all the best and thank you for all your support. Um, thank you for having us. Yeah, so before we complete this segment, um, we do have the news um, portion done, we wanna cover the brews. Uh, one thing, um, I decided to stick to Diet Coke today cause I still have some work to get done and I know you ladies have as well, but I do wanna plug as soon as I get home, I'm gonna hit um, a first magnitude uh, brewery, which is one of our local beers. I got some Titan's Haze, which is one of their New England style IPAs. So looking forward to trying that one when I get home this afternoon. How about both of you?
2: Yes, I'll be hitting up. um, I love a cider. And so we've got Bold Rock here in Virginia and I love Bold Rock and they've got a Virginia draft. So I'll probably be tapping that once the the work day ends. Yeah.
1: well currently i'm chugging some water um as we all should probably be doing um which is even harder when you're working from home but um i will say that uh fredonia brewery is is one of our locals um over the winter they had this fabulous gingerbread beer um that was wonderful and i'm sure really not good for me but it was so good um so i'm hoping maybe they got some left but um i also heard that they're brewing up a blueberry so let's uh is famous for blueberry we have a blueberry Festival. We'll see if that happens with everything that's going on right now. Um, so hopefully I'm going to try by, I, tr- I try to try something new every time I go in.
0: Yeah, well, that sounds great. And I thank you both again for joining us today. And sad that we won't see each other in person in Vegas, but I'm excited we can still see each other um, video and looking forward to Orlando next summer. Um, so thank you again and hope you have a great day.
1: Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, you.